Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's for the Unrod World and this is Inside Exec. And I'm laughing because we're actually going to talk about a topic that we put off at least twice and probably more than that. And as soon as I said it, herself said, oh, can we leave that for another time? <laughs> and of course it's procrastination. <laughs> so she'll probably have to struggle now to think about procrastination. She'll talk about something else entirely. But the topic today is procrastination and why we live with it and looking at what's actually causing us to procrastinate. Oh, I guess I have to talk now. <laughs> procrastination. In some people that is maybe a reflector type of personality, a person who is putting it off, not necessarily, well, it can be a number of things, I'll start again. One is procrastination, too hard, too uncomfortable, to, I don't know what to say or what to do with this um, exercise, so I'll put it off, I'll put it off. For other people, you that's why you've got to know the person and how they work, because some people looks like they're procrastinating, but they're processing. So they're thinking about it over a period of time, thinking, thinking it through for the last 24 hours. That, to them, is not procrastination. They're working, it's all happening in the head, and they're working out what they're going to present this project as or how they're going to have this conversation or whatever it is. But for the proper definition of procrastination, it's just putting it off because you are and you're avoiding it. <laughs> now, to me, I think you've got to know yourself. Am I an avoider? Am I a procrastinator? Am I the person that works under pressure better, so if I've got the same job to do and I have a week to do it, well I'll make it a fortnight, and if I had two hours I will do it. And that's when you've got to figure out why am I a procrastinator if I am, what drives me, what will help me stop doing it, and call that up front. Give yourself a deadline and say, well, you've got to meet the ultimate deadline for starters, but Give yourself a tighter deadline so that you can, if you're a reflector, you go over and analyze what you've done and then submit it on time. But for other people, that if you work with a procrastinator, just call them out. I know that you can do the other thing by telling them you want it on Friday when it's not due till the following Wednesday. You can do that. That might work sometimes. But just say, look. I'm not being rude, I'm not trying to judge you or anything, but by, you know, we've both known history, historically, you'll put things off. Please don't put this off for two reasons. One, because you've got a real deadline and you've got to do it, there's no it's or but. And the second one, it's really, you and I agree that we're going to help you change those habits. So go do it. Yeah. The deadline thing is, or, or a budget or whatever else it is, is very important that that is seen as non-negotiable. So I know that we can we can do that exercise of saying, you know, we do it at home. We have the, the clock in the main room is set 10 minutes earlier than the actual time. And we know that it's set 10 minutes earlier than the actual time, but it's done for a specific reason, so that the other person in the household can get out to things on time. And he knows that it's set 10 minutes early and in fact in winter when it's not daylight saving time we leave the clock on daylight saving time so he knows it's an hour and 10 minutes but, but in the, the course of the day when you're thinking about a hundred other things and you do the quick glance at the clock and you think oh it's that time it, it does give you that buffer time but 
still at the end of the day, time is not negotiable. There is a, a point at which, you know, the bus comes at six o'clock and if the clock goes to ten past six, you know you've missed the bus. In one of the not-for-profits that I work with, we have a, a budget constraint on presentations, which is about the supply of the, of the material that's used in the presentation. And invariably, the people who are invited to do that go over budget and the organisation allows it. So really, there's no budget. And this is my bone of contention with them. And I, every time it comes back to, well, you said you, you said it at $100, you spent $215, and you all said that's okay. Why? Why is it okay when you said it was 100 and you knew that, that she has trolls to you the budget? So those deadlines, if you're going to set deadlines for people, they have to be not negotiable, and, and the person has to understand that they're not negotiable that that won't change, that there will be consequences if, if that is not met. And, and consequences for the organisation or team as a whole are, are things that are a bit um, intangible. So it's got to be consequences for them. So, so maybe yeah. it's that they don't get to work in this, this group again on this kind of project, that they, they get given a different task next time that there is some consequences for not meeting a deadline or a budget because procrastination is a learned habit. Mm. You know, we, we didn't put off learning how to walk, we didn't put off learning how to talk. So at some point in our development, mentally, we started to find that things were a bit too hard or we didn't think we were capable of doing them. So the self-doubt and the self-talk came into yeah. it and we started to convince ourselves that it would be better left. And if we didn't suffer any consequences because of leaving it, then that sense of procrastination got developed further and evolved. What I find works for me, because I, I do procrastinate over certain things that I find are going to, particularly if there's conflict involved. So if I've got to stand my ground and write something that I know is going to meet with um, some angst at the other end, um, I'll put it off and, and I tell myself that I'm just processing it, that I'm just thinking about the right way to say these things, but in fact, I'm not really. I might for five minutes and then I'll put it off and say, well, I'll do that another day. Or I feel like I haven't got the, enough information or I don't know enough about the topic or I feel underdone in, in, in that I know some things, but I don't, I'm not sure that I know enough of what I need to know. All of that, again, is the self-doubt talk coming in. So I actually set aside, and I've made it a Monday because that's a hard day to do it because I often think that I've got conflicting priorities that need to happen. But Monday is my procrastination day. That's what it's called. And it's where I address everything that I haven't done. So as you know, I live by lists. So I'll have lots of lists. And, and invariably, the lists will have things that have just been left. Everything else has been crossed out. There'll be one thing that's been left. And so on a Monday, I gather together all the things that are left over, all the things that I haven't done, that I've procrastinated about. Not things that I haven't had time to do, not things that are waiting on other, other activities to happen, but things that I have consciously made an effort to put off to not do for no other reason than I didn't know where to start with them or I needed more time to think about. And on Mondays, I address those. And Mondays have become the most powerful day in my week because I get them done, because I sit down and think, I'm not moving off this task until it's done. So if I have to break it up into lots of little steps, I'll do that. If I have to go and get 
read about something else or try other resources or call on other people to help me understand it, I'll do that. But one task at a time, work through the list, get it done. And it is an incredibly wonderful feeling at the end of those tasks to know that you've done them and to know that you've beaten the procrastination day. So Tuesdays come along and Tuesday is celebration day. <laughs> but for me that works. For me that gives me a discipline that I have to fall into. So if I've got other stuff that's happening on a Monday, it's still procrastination day. So I've still got to look at what hasn't been done in the previous week and work out what I've got to do. Now yesterday there was a, a task that, that has been left over from, from last week. At nine o'clock I thought, oh, it's getting to the end of the day, I won't really worry, you know, it's, it's an, I know what I have to do for it, it's an easy enough task, it's not pressing in that it, it's not, the deadline for it is not till the end of January, so you know, I, I can pick it up and finish it up any other time. And I walked away from the desk and then I came back and I thought, no, remember, Monday, it's still Monday, it's not, yeah. not Tuesday till midnight, so you know, sit down and do it. And it took me 20 minutes. You know, really, it didn't take any time at all and it was done. And that, that task was completed and out of the way and, and that whole page, that whole list of page can be thrown away. So it was a double celebration because the whole page was done as well. That leads me into talking also about anticipation. When we worry about doing something, the anticipation of a situation or an activity is always worse mm -hmm. than the, the activity itself. That's true. Following on the same lines as Kim just covered, one of the clients I have worked out a similar system. You know how you did the Monday? Well, this person identified their job is client contact, dealing with clients directly. When we talked about his procrastination, his procrastination was boiled down to specific clients. So mm -hmm. it say if it's a new client, no procrastination, very happy, go get it. Certain clients, existing clients, they're comfortable with, like them, works well with them. No no procrastination, all smooth. The clients that are difficult and give feedback they never pleased, in other words, and are the ones that this person puts off or try to avoid because it's, as you said, uncomfortable and gets really worked up, the anticipation of mm -hmm. seeing those. Anyway, so the first thing that this person did was found a way that helped him and that is doing the two or three difficult clients on the same day. So he's prepared separately for each one of them, absolutely individualized and, and be, be ready very much so, but said, I'll do them one meeting after another because then that day I'm prepared, I'm mentally ready, I'm gonna be the client, I'm providing a service, I'm going to put myself in the right frame of mind and I'm going to address their issues no matter what. And this way, he got it done on time. It was only that day where he felt anxious, if you like, beforehand. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to work well. And according to him, it's working well and continued with it. And the anxiety of those things are lessened. lessened. There's another system you can use where you do the things that you don't want to do first. Yes. So start with those because it gives you a really powerful yes. start to the day yes. and get them out of the way. Or the ones that you think, I don't know what to do with that one. Mm -hmm. Just start. 
Yeah, it, it, yeah. it gets yeah. better. <laughs> and and there's a, a lots of uh, processes and forms out there that you can use to to get a start. So yeah. you, you're faced with something with a task where you don't know where to start, or mm. you don't know what you need to yeah. do for that task. Break it down. Yeah. And the first first pass is to break it down into what you think needs to be done. Yeah. And see whether there are things in that list that are things you can do, things you need to find other resources for, things you know nothing about, and that might then lead to things that you haven't thought of. Talk to someone else about it. You don't have to do everything on your own, really. Yeah. Google and YouTube are just yes. the best resources yes. around. Yes. If you've got nothing else you've to got, fall back on, you've got those things. Yeah. Truly, it's not cheating, it's mm -hmm. not undermining your authority, it is resourcing it's in the truest sense because yeah. you're looking at a world of resources that are available to you. I think that we've probably covered procrastination. Look at that, we've, we've run out of things to, to say. We've said everything we want to say. There's nothing left to think about or resource or, or consider. And it feels good that we've done it. Are we going out to celebrate now? One more recording and we can have some lunch. We shall leave you there thinking about your procrastination and we hope that we've given you a few little tips into how you can get around the situations that you find yourself procrastinating. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec.